Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're back with more Mark Grody and Alyssa Bergamini on 670 The Score. But I, I got to narrow it down to one bond. What? The greatest player. He's the greatest player to ever put on a unit. And anytime anybody tries to argue about the Barry Bonds, uh, oh, he's not the, you know, there's a lot of, th- oh, he took this, he took that. Well, nobody's, he never tested positive for anything. Yeah, you can speculate all you want. But you can speculate about everybody that's ever played this game. The bottom line is, what did you do? And I've never seen anyone dominate like him. And if anybody argues, I figure I've got a pretty damn good story to debate you with. A a guy of his generation, Ray Boone, about one of the proudest men I've ever been around, especially when it comes to his generation. Not only his generation life-wise, but his generation of Major League Baseball. He truly would fight to the death that his players were better than the current day players. And the fact that he gave that up on the last few days of his life speaks volumes to me. Welcome back in Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, Mark Brody and Alyssa Bergamini here tonight. We got one more hour to make it happen. And then we are out of here. Calls coming up later, 312-644-6767. He is the host of the Brett Boone podcast, which is distributed right here on the Odyssey Networks. He is, of course, a former Major League Baseball player, all-star, MVP runner-up with the Seattle Mariners. He is Brett Boone. He joins us on the score now. Brett, what's going on, man? How you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. Long, long five days, but but a fun five days. So, oh yeah, I'm, I'm back, and uh, that was quite a that was quite a uh, windfall. Let's call it that a windfall. Yeah. So you were you were there for all the festivities in Seattle because of as I was just talking about your connection with the team. Amongst other things, too, you also were. Is it right? Were you the MVP of the celebrity softball game? I saw the one home run on your Instagram <laughs> off of uh, off of Jenny Finch. Did you earn MVP amongst all those other celebrities? I did. Can you believe it? Yeah. You so- know, it, it, I, I went on the field and I they started interviewing me because I was leading off, and I'm, you know, you, you go through the typical. Back in 2001, you were in the home run derby. Now you're in the celebrity softball game. And, and, and the first thing, first thing I thought was, this sounded like a really good idea two months ago. Uh-huh. And now I'm having second thoughts. We had a pretty good crowd, you know, probably 30, 20, 30,000 people. And I'm thinking, these guys expect me to hit a homer, but I'm not that 30-year-old. <laughs> um, 
so Mike Cameron, kind of my partner in crime for the week, uh, he was on the team with me. He says, Booney, what are you going to do? I said, well, I kind of have to hit a homer, don't I? And he started laughing. He goes, yeah, you have to. So I said, well, I guess I'll, I'll be the guinea pig. I'll test out how hard the balls are, if the bats are good. And uh, my first bat, I hit a homer, and I came in, and Cammy's like, yeah, you did it. I said, all right, Cammy. The ball's going pretty good, so you can you can have at it. He hit one his next at bat. He hit one his first at bat to left center, and uh, off we went. It was, I tell you what, I was surprised because you you know what you're going to get from the athletes pretty much. I was watching some of these hoopsters that were with us, and they had pretty good swings. Young guys, strong, but you never know what you're going to get from the singer songwriters, from the YouTuber, from the influencers. I'll tell you, they were good. They were yeah. good, and. Uh, it was entertaining. I mean, we finished 21-19, and um, I had a, a – sometimes you go into these events and, and you just do it, and, and you do it, and you put a smile on your face, and you get through it. I actually had a good time, and it was that that, that kind of kicked off my week and, uh, you know, meet and greets here and a lot of, a lot of appearances, but uh, I got to interact with the fans a lot. Uh, went on, on the field for the Home Run Derby, talked to some of the current guys, you know, and, and – this is all about – you don't appreciate this stuff until you're done playing and you're removed. When we're playing this game, um, it, it's such a it's stress ball on, mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. We're grinding. And right. A lot of times we don't get to enjoy <laughs> what we got, what we get to do for a living. It's not until you retire and you step away a little bit and, and you get to see it from a different set of lenses that you really appreciate it. And, and I had a really good time just interacting with the players from the past, you know, the Raleigh fingers who were playing in the late sixties, early seventies. And then the current guys I was getting to play with, I got to get reunited with that 2001 team. And, and uh, we got introduced before the actual all-star game, got to hang out with Lou and, and <laughs> Jeff Nelson oh, and, man. and uh, Freddie Garcia ah. before the game. Ah. That's a lot of, that was a lot of fun. And I think, it's stuff you take it for granted when you're playing, and then all of a sudden uh, you look at it from 54-year-old eyes and you go, wow, how, how lucky was I to do what I did for a living, forge these relationships, and now I get to go be a part of the festivities. And I think I enjoyed it a lot more as an ex-player than I did when I was actually playing. I definitely appreciated it when I was playing. But now you look at it from, from, from this point of view and really special, humbling, and uh, I had a great time. I was, uh, like I said, exhausting, but well worth it. And uh, But I'll be honest, I'm glad I'm home now. Brett, I want to ask you um, about Zach Levine. I cover the Chicago Bulls here with 6 7 oh. the score. And he was also part of the celebrity softball game. And he also crushed a home run. So were you able to interact with Zach? And if so, what was it like? Zach was great. You know, he was one of the guys and you never know what you're going to get from these guys. And, and uh, you know, from the other sports and, and especially the current players, they're young. And I went up and introduced myself. I said, Zach, uh, Brett Boone, he goes, I know who you are. He said, I grew up watching you. You know, that's cool when you can relate to not only another sport, but, but someone from that generation, a different right. generation, like my kids generation. And they, and they just give you a little bit of a, Hey, I grew up watching you. That's, that's really cool. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what makes it worth it. And and I was watching Zach get loose, and I said, you can hit. And he goes, yeah, I was pretty good. You know, I could hit in high mm-hmm. school. And he's young, and he's big, and he's strong. And I'll tell you what, he was dangerous with that bat. He, he, I hit a couple homers, 
But the one he hit, I mean, he hit a bomb. He probably hit the farthest homer of the tournament. So he was a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun being around those guys, those those young guys that are in their prime and and, and getting to share the field with them. I I had a really good time. I was was particularly impressed with Zach. Were you – you got me thinking. You mentioned dropping some of these names like Freddie Garcia and and Mike Cameron. Mike Cameron, who I think he started with the White Sox, but he's in a Seattle uniform. Were you on the the team – with Mike Cameron, when he hit, I believe he had a four homer game at White Sox Park. Were you at, were you on that team? Were you in the building that day? I was. Come on, come on, <laughs> don't, come on. Yes, I was. He, he made he made me feel bad that day. Really? You know, I only hit two, and he hit four. <laughs> See, I don't even remember you hitting home runs. I just remember the four Cameron hits. Are you serious? I'm on sorry, that? man. I thought, you were, I thought you were setting me up. Okay, let me let me cue you in a little bit. Okay, here. yeah, clue us There's in. There's only been one time in the history of Major League Baseball since 18-whatever you want to go back. Right. Only one twosome has ever hit back-to-back homers twice oh. in the same inning, and we did it that oh game. Oh, my God. Cammie, Shame Cammie on went me. In, Cammie went on to hit four, uh, but we back-to-back in the first. I, I went deep. He went deep. We batted around. I came up again. I hit a homer. Cameron hit a homer. So it was like ten nothing in the first inning, oh my God. and then my next at bat I punched out. Cammy hit another homer. My next at bat I punched out. Cammy hit another homer. My next at bat I walked. I'm standing on first base with Pauly Canerco, and uh, we were blowing him out. And Cameron already had four homers, something that's been done like I don't know twelve times in the history of the of Major League Baseball. And I turned to Pauly, and, and it's kind of an unwritten rule. You know, when you're up 13 to 2 or 50, whatever the score was, I don't remember the score, you, you don't rub it in. You don't swing 3 0. And I said, Pauly, if there's ever an exception to the rule, if Cammy swung 3 0 right here, would you be mad? He goes, I wouldn't be mad one bit. Wow. And I knew Cammy got to 3 0. I knew he was going to take the pitch. He took it right down the middle. 3 1, he fouls it straight back. I remember it like it was yesterday. I'm standing on first base. And 3-2, he takes a great swing, hits a bullet to right field. The crowd goes crazy. I know it's not a home run. You just have that kind of you, – you know what's a homer and what isn't when you're on the bases. And I knew it was going to be close. It was going to kind of tease the crowd a little bit. And he, he lined out to the, to the warning track in right field, probably 10 feet of hitting his fifth, which had never been done before. But uh, I remember after the game, I'm sitting there in the clubhouse, and, of course, Cammy's getting – you know, the media's around Cammy's yeah. he just he just made history and I'm sitting in my locker, two home runs, four <laughs> ribbies, and, and it's like I went oh for seven. So uh I, I tease him about it and I say, Cammy, one day I'm gonna flip the script. You know, when we get old, I'm gonna sit there and I'm gonna be the one to hit four and you hit the two. I yeah, uh, I don't think I don't see any celebrity softball MVPs for Mike Cameron. Okay. That's right. That's okay. right. And I t- I told Ichiro, I said, Hey, that's making up for that 01 MVP trophy that each year got my teammates stole from me. Hey, what did you do with that big belt that you won from being MVP? I'll tell you, you know, really cool, real cool story about that. You know, we go around at these events and, and especially for me in Seattle, I had a lot of meet and greets, a lot of appearances and you go around and, and you get that perma smile going because you're taking so many pictures with so many people. Well, after I got that belt, I took the belt with me, and uh, it was like having a puppy. Yeah, everybody wanted, everybody wanted a picture with the belt. So the belt was cool. It's it's legit. It's like WWE. It's yeah. heavy, and 
Yeah, it was it was really neat. So uh, yeah, I got the belt. I'm rocking the belt. We got a lot of people in Seattle who got pictures rocking the belt. It, it was a good time. So I want to ask you, going back to 2001 All Star Game, and fast forward now to 2023 back in Seattle. What is the biggest change that you've seen in the growth of baseball from that time until now? And you know, whether it's highlighting the All Star Game or just the game in general. Well, we're sitting there. Yeah, obviously a lot's changed. The players are different now. I, I, I noticed the, the size of the players. You know, I was, mm-hmm. like I, I mentioned earlier, I was on the field for the home run derby, and I'm talking with some of the current players, and, and just the size of them. I don't remember us being that big. Um, but obviously the, the game's changed a lot. Um, the, the, the way they're put on, we've always put them on at a, at a high-level, first-class events. You know, I remember back in 2001, Seattle rolled out the red carpet. They did a great job. But it's kind of a different level now of entertainment. You know, it's like we go from one event to the other, and in the middle they're having a concert in the middle of the field on a stage. The next thing you know, the stage is gone, and the home run derby guys are are popping out of another contraption that was made for them. So it's just a a higher level of entertainment and, and really cool. I mean, kind of 2023. Uh, other than that, the game's the game. You know, it's 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 as much as it changes, it stays the same. Uh, in 2021, or I'm sorry, in 2001, they didn't have all the extra events next door at the Seahawks Stadium, Lumen Field, where we did a lot of our activities. I went over there for a couple of functions, and I went inside, and the interaction and the technology that these fans have to kind of sit there and they can get their photo taken you know, hitting BP and doing this and doing that. Really cool stuff. Uh, fans walking around everywhere. They, it's, the, the draft was set up at Lumen Field, and they filled the, the, the football stands with, with fans for the draft where MLB was set up announcing the picks. And, and the commissioner, Manfred, coming out, he's getting booed. That, that, this is kind of what you do at the draft, you know, no matter what sport you're, uh, you're covering right. for the draft. But it was just really cool. Seattle's always done a great job. I'm I'm a little biased. I'm a little partial because that city's been so good to me. But just walking around town, seeing the excitement, Julio Rodriguez getting to be in, you know, getting to be in the home run derby. I got to do that in 2001. The ovation they gave him, they blew the roof off. Uh, I've always told people because uh, I was fortunate enough to play there in the early 2000s when that place was rocking. It, it, I felt like a beetle every night when I walked out of the. I, I came out of the dug, dugout, you know, it was 47 strong and it didn't matter if it was a Monday night against the last place team. That was the early days of safe go field now T-Mobile, but it was just electric every single night. I know Seattle's capable of that. It just, you got to put a consistent winner on the field. If you do that, those fans out there will come support you. And uh, I, I just had a great time. It was First class all the way. I think they did a great job. I think the players, as usual, put on a great performance uh, for everybody. The celebrity softball game, I'm telling you, I've heard. It was my first one I played in. Uh-huh. But from what I heard, a lot of the JoJo Siwa, who my, <laughs> who my kids know, she was telling me, she's like, Brett, you know, I've played in a few of these, and, and uh, this was by far the best one. We have really good wow. players. So the guys that have done it before, it was pretty cool getting to, getting to do that. And uh, – so I think I think we we kind of turned it out for the for the celebrity softball game, and uh, the home run derby was great. Vladimir won. Julio put on a heck of a show. Oh, yeah, uh, oh, it was good all around. Home run for 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 baseball. Yeah, I mean it was definitely an awesome show all around. Everything involved. You know, we're talking to uh, Brett Boone, 
famous for only hitting two home runs in Mike Cameron's four home run game in 2001. Also famous for finishing runner up to MVP to Ichiro. But he also, in his uh, retired life, he is hosting the Brett Boone podcast. He is on Twitter at the Boone 29. I also recently heard you, uh, we heard the clip coming in. Our uh, mutual friend, Dan Levy, he was the former producer of the Brett Boone podcast. Now, living the high life, he's got his own podcast, the Barguments podcast. And I thought it was interesting what you were talking about with Barry Bonds. The reason that it caught my attention is not for not to open up the controversy of Barry Bonds and all that. We could do that on another right. day. But there's so many – and you may have seen it on national broadcast this year. Guys that have covered baseball for, for 40 years – um, talking about Ken Rosenthal was the one who kind of inspired me on on this line of question. Ken Rosenthal said, no doubt about it, Shohei Otani is the best player I have ever seen play baseball. So I thought it was interesting that your hands down Barry Bonds is the best player that's that's ever played baseball. And I, I thought it was refreshing because it's like, really? Like, are we, like, I get it. Like, like Otani is incredible. But is this just a momentary thing where we're caught up in Otani and now we're just going to forget about the, the rest of the great players that have played the game? Well, I think there's a difference between Bonds and Otani. Otani, Bonds, the traditional baseball player, us mortals that just play one way at the highest level. You know, we, we haven't had somebody in football play quarterback and defensive back in the same game. Right. We're seeing that version of, of it in Major League Baseball. I'm talking hands down offensively, all around prowess. There's still, Otani's not even close to Barry Bonds, as great as he is. Bonds is in a separate category from everybody else. In my opinion, I think you ask players from uh, the last 40 years, if you had a poll amongst players, his teammates, his his peers, guys he played against, I think overwhelmingly would be 95% of the answer would be Barry Bonds and it's not even close. Mm-hmm. That being said, what Shohei Otani's doing unconventionally, it's never been done. I didn't think I'd ever see it with my eyes in my lifetime. It's been discussed in the early 2000s with with my generation of players. Of you think there's ever going to be a two generational? I mean, I mean a two way player. And the thought process at that time. Now, you know, in college, maybe at the Division One level, you could do it. Maybe you could be a relief pitcher and hit. Yeah, but at the big league level, there's there's too much that goes into playing both ways. We have to, as hitters, what we have to do going into each and every day is is a lot. And now on the side, you, you've also got to do what the pitchers do because they start every fifth game. So I never thought we'd see a player like that. If you told me we got a player that's going to be kind of a seven-hole hitter in the lineup and maybe a, a fifth starter or maybe a guy that can mop up in the bullpen, I would have believed that. You know, one day, of course, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to progress as life goes on and the athletes are getting better. Yeah, I'd see that one day. But to tell me there's a guy that can go to the mound with Nolan Ryan-type stuff that has – no hitter stuff in his repertoire every fifth day and be leading the league in home runs at the break and be one of the best offensive players in the game. Oh, and by the way, to rub a little salt in your wounds, he'll steal 20 bases too. And he'll do it with a wry smile, which I love. Cause I think when he steals a base, he kind of, he knows that he's doing something pretty special, something nobody's ever seen before. I think he does it in a very humble way. He's got that that boyish good look, so he's got that charisma too, and he just smiles at the guys watching him, knowing they're kind of in awe of what he's doing. I think he's kind of in awe of what he's accomplishing, mm. but he's having fun doing it. 
And uh, it's going to be interesting what happens with him. I don't think, I don't think it's going to be a money thing. I think it's going to be 600 or north of $600 million. It's going to be, it's going to come down to where does Shohei Otani want to play? And what, what people aren't putting into that equation is as players, we take the venue into consideration. If, if I don't like hitting at a certain place and I'm going to have to spend the next 10 years, I might choose another facility unless the money's overwhelmingly different. But in his case, I don't think it's going to be a money thing. I think you're going to have eight or nine teams lining up with that big money all in the same category. It's going to be where does he want to raise his family? Where does he want to grow up? Where does, Anaheim's a pretty special place, one of my favorite places to hit. Obviously, <laughs> Southern California, the weather's unbelievable. So he's got a lot of things to kind of put around in his mind. He's had unbelievable success in Anaheim. Do you want to mess with that? you know, Or do you want to play out your career where you're comfortable? Who knows? Those are going to be questions that are answered as we go. Artie Marino, the owner of the Angels, he put him on the market a year ago. All of a sudden, he took it off. From what I heard, he took it off because he wanted Shoei Otani. He wanted to retain his his services. Uh, and we'll see. It, yeah. It's going to be interesting. Somebody's going to get an unbelievable figure, not only on the field, but polarizing off the field as well. The the, the market, marketability of him is unbelievable. Uh, not only the U.S. market, but obviously overseas and in Japan. Uh, somebody's going to get a real awesome player. The only thing I, I worry about as an, if I were an owner right now is, is this too good to be true? How much longer can he keep up this right. level of play yes. on both sides of the ball? Yes. As yes. an owner, I'm nervous to death. Like, Right now, I'm still watching him two years later go, no way he's still doing it at this level. He's that big of a freak. And when I say freak, I mean it in the most uh, <laughs> yeah. way. the best way. <laughs> no, the best way, the right. flattering way. It's like you're a freak. Ken Griffey Jr., one of my favorite players of all time who I played with, I call him all the time, oh, the freak's here. Now, that's not a bad thing. That's No, you're different than a – you're an avatar. You're different than the rest of right. us. Otani's definitely that guy, but uh, – it's pretty awesome to watch him play. I feel almost silly sometimes because I fawn over him so much. I just, I've been on that field a lot, and I know how hard it is. And the fact he's making it look this easy, pretty cool to be, to be watching him. One day your kids are going to be able to say, I watched Otani. You know, he's, that, he's that big of a difference maker. This is not necessarily a baseball question, but I was just at T-Mobile Park uh, in June to see them take on my White Sox, and I was disappointed because they weren't serving – the uh, grasshoppers, the toasted grasshoppers, but then I see people at the All Star Game; they were eating them. Have you had any of them, and were they there? <laughs> <laughs> no. As a matter of fact, I've never been in the stands. Or I'm sorry, at T-Mobile Park. I've I've been up. Never been when a I fan. go there. Usually, I, I go there once. Now I usually go there about once a year, and I spend the time. And I'm usually up in the box with the with all the executives and talking and other players that are in there for whatever the thing may be so i've never eaten the food at t-mobile park in the concession area so okay no i never have had that <laughs> well you need to get on that i mean if you really want do you say how nice the people are there they've embraced you maybe you start eating grasshoppers say, like where the, my grasshoppers like at? the citizens there brett <laughs> Yeah, that city's, city's pretty special. <laughs> hey, real quick here before we let you go. I don't know if you saw this. I just uh, Sean Sears, my producer, our producer, just sent uh, this this text. To, do you know that HBO is making a Barry Bonds documentary with the producers from The Last Dance? 
Last Dance was great. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought, I don't know if you, how much you guys watched The Last Dance. I All watched of it. it All of it. We needed it. Brett, that was during the pandemic. Like three, when, four right, times. There were right. no sports. You guys are in Chicago, Oh, too. we you just broke that thing down, man. That's all we Articles, had. That was our only content. about it. You know what I loved about it is, you know, I, I, I met Michael a few times. Obviously, we played in, in a similar generation. And he was so good. You know, he's the GOAT for a reason. And I, I always loved that. Bringing up Bonds again. Bonds was the GOAT. He was so good. He was so much better than everybody else. He knew it. Everybody knew it. So when he gives you an answer, which would come across maybe as arrogant, it really isn't arrogant because it's the truth. It's really not debatable. You know, and, and I loved Michael's answers. They were candid. They were honest. If you didn't, if you, if you've, if you just woke up and you didn't know who Michael Jordan was and you watched his interview, whoa, that guy's pretty conceited. Well, if you watched him and, and watched his career, it's not conceited. It's just fact. I mean, he was so confident and so sure of what he was saying, but it's indisputable. So I thought that was really cool about the big dance. I've liked all those. I thought Derek Jeter did a great job in his. His wasn't as well received as, as uh, Michael Jordan's in the last dance, but I thought Derek did a wonderful job. You saw a real human side to Derek Jeter. And, and I've always known that Derek's a pro and he's a really good guy. But I, I, I thought the public got to see a side of him where he was joking. He was having a good time. He's got a sense of humor. I thought his was really good too. I'm really looking forward to see Barry because I, I, I just remember Barry. I, I'll give you one quick story and I'll get out of here. We're at second base. You know, that's where I meet up with Barry, second base. And we're just, hey, Barry, what's up? Hey, Booney, how you doing? We intentionally walk him. To lead off an inning, we're winning one to nothing in the ninth inning. We intentionally walk in with nobody on and nobody out. We're putting the tying run on base. Crazy. He, ste- he steals second. I walk over to him, and I, and I hated to say it because I wasn't, I didn't like Barry that back then. Okay. It was early in my career, and I said, "Hey, uh, Barry, I say, tell you what, I've seen a lot of things in my life. That's impressive, right there." And you expect how Booney, you know, you expect a, an answer like that back. He turned to me, took his helmet off, he looked at me, and he goes. Shit. Oh, I'm, I can't say that. I'm sorry. He said, shoot. <laughs> yeah, I'd, have, okay. I, I'd, have, I'd have done the same damn thing. Didn't miss a beat. <laughs> and I'm That's looking at awesome. him like, you, you SOB, but I'm thinking in That's my mind, you're, awesome. you're right, man. You're right. You're that good. So That's, pretty awesome. That's I'm looking so forward good. to that. And I remember that. I remember because obviously that was practically a headline because it's so unconventional, obviously. Yeah. Too. Like, yo, have a have a little humility. Just just make me feel, you know, somewhat that we're we're playing on the same field. But no, I'd have done the same thing, Booney. I'm that good. That's and he a, was that that's good. That's By the way, you it seemed like you lacked a little humility on that home run you hit off of Jenny Finch. I saw what was that little dance you were doing and going you know around third doing? base? A little trot. Yeah. Oh yeah, and Lou Pinella gave me a hard time oh, about I bet. it too. I said, <laughs> I said, Skip, I said, you know, when I was playing, that's the last thing I would ever do because when I hit a home run, I did a little bat flip, but I put my head down, no emotion. But I thought, you know what? I'm 54 years old now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a shout out to the younger generation and the guys that got swag. That's what uh, my kids tell me. I got a little swag, so I uh, did it kind of as a joke, but I uh, just tried to have fun with it because it, it really is the opposite of how I would have done it ever in my life when I was, when I was playing for real. All right, really quick. Do you, do you have your next guest lined up for the Brett Boone podcast or is that a work in progress at the moment? Oh, it's a work in progress, but we got probably, let's see. 
Monday we'll have Louis Keon, and then we're going to have Big Poppy. I'm going to have Albert Pujols on to talk about nice. last year, that second half. And then we'll go from there. I'm going to have Jenny Finch on. Better. Uh, Oral Hershiser, and who else am I going to get? I, I don't you know. You should get Zach Levine guys. now, Bunch. since now you guys are tight. Oh, yeah. No, Zach Levine, he's going to come on. I'm going to have him on. But, uh, All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, I would like we got to... a bunch, but I'm, I'm just kind of decompressing right now, and, and, and totally. I forget who I'm having on, but those guys for sure. All right, man. Thank you so much Thank for you, coming on. Always appreciate it, Brett Boone. Thanks, man. Got, guys, I appreciate it. Yep. Thanks. Thank Take you. Care. Again, that is uh, Brett Boone, the former major leaguer of the Brett Boone podcast, and you can catch him on Twitter at Boone29. That was what good, a guy. Really good stuff. He had, I, a lo- he had a lot of podcasts that he recorded during the All Star festivities. So yeah. there's a lot of great guests out there. Yeah. So definitely check it out. I love that. That Paul Canerco told Brett Boone and Mike Cameron it's okay to swing on three and zero. It's okay to get that fourth one. That was the part. Maybe that was out there. I don't. I don't know. But that was the first time I heard. That's that. the first time I heard that yeah. too. I love picking up little things like that. All right. When we return, there was something that I did not pick up on today mm-hmm. when we were backstage planning our show. Tisk, tisk. Yeah. This is and people on Twitter are noticing. <laughs> right now, the T-shirt that Alyssa Bergamini is wearing, shame on me. I thought behind today. Yeah, yeah, you did. So if you want if you want to spoil it for yourself, you can go on Twitter. Right, What is your Twitter handle? Just uh, Alyssa Bergamini. Okay, okay. If you could spell my last name. Comment extra spelling. credit. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah good luck. <laughs> I'm not going to spell it on here. <laughs> so check yeah, if you want to check it out on Twitter, you can get the, the sneak preview or you can wait a couple minutes, and when we come back, just wait. We will just talk stay about tuned in. Alyssa's T-shirt next on Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score. We're back with more Mark Grody and Alyssa Bergamini on 670. The score. Jimmy Pearsall back in the ballpark, and I'm sure glad. And I hope they don't let you people see what's going on here at Comiskey Park. One of the saddest sights I've ever seen in a ballpark in my life. This garbage of demolishing a record has turned into a fiasco. Crowd. And the White Sox may have to forfeit the second game. Watching the fans slide. World. This is Bill Beck. Please clear the park or we'll have to call out the game and close the park. <laughs> I loved that. Oh, my God. Alyssa, there was so much <laughs> Chicago accent and all so that. So much, and I'm still bringing it here <laughs> with my heart A's. Why do you have to forfeit that this keeps up? <laughs> What about the forfeit, huh? That was just like, oh, man. That was great. Good good find, Sean Sears. So we did our meeting before the show. Yeah. Bergamini. That's Alyssa Bergamini. I'm Mark Rohde. Sean Sears is the executive producer of the show, and we are all in the office. We talked. We mm-hmm. laughed. We um, ordered food. <laughs> Alyssa was gambling the whole time. No. Uh, on what? There's no games on the SBs. Well, I, that's a great question. What What were you gambling? You ga- on, maybe on, on Chicago Fire. Yeah, Chicago Fire. Yeah. yeah, Gabe Ramirez. I got some tips from Gabe. your BetQL bud. Yep. Is that with, considered inside training? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> that is true. I really didn't. But no, she did. I'm, I'm joking <laughs> no. about this. By the Listen way, was not gambling the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so I keep you, saying that. I keep thinking. Let's like, dude, cut that out. I'm like, I really don't do it that much. <laughs> that's just Gabe. <laughs> oh man. But anyway. So th- we did all this, and it's all going on, and I did not shame 
on me. And, well, Sean Sears is. Okay, shame on everyone, yes. actually. Because what? Take it from here, So Alyssa. I strategically wore my shirt that is the Disco Demoli- Demolition shirt. And why did I wear it today? Because today is July 12th, and the Disco Demolition happened on July 12th, 1979. Uh-huh. And you know who noticed my shirt? I tweeted out the picture of us. Who was it? My friend, Night Train Vec. Oh, who's of course. Great grandfather. Night Train. Grandfather is Bill Vec. Oh, my God. And he said, I have the same shirt. So he wow, noticed. That's so It actually cool. it was just like even a side profile. But yeah, so Disco Demolition was um, 1979, July 12th. I feel a little bit better that it was only Night Train Vic. <laughs> the grand, you said the grandson or great grandson? Uh, grandson. 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 I mean, because he should be required to notice that. So. Disco sucks. Disco sucks. Yeah, I mean, the gist of it for people who have no idea what we're talking about back in 1979, the great Steve Dahl, famous radio personality here in Chicago. I think he's still doing his podcast, but he's one of the goats in our industry. He led this de- disco demolition in 1979 because that's when disco is on the scene and there's rock and roll. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, you like, you, like you, it. yeah, you either like rock or you like disco. I mean, I don't really understand it all because, you know, I was just a, a wee, wee lad. At the time, that's 1970. Baby Mark Rody. I was a baby Mark Rody, so I've only, for the most part, read about it, but and, and have heard about it and all of that. But it was quite an experience with all of the, you know, blowing up the fireworks and the game and everything. So it was just, right. a, it was a crazy night out at then Comiskey Park. Right, and the White Sox are still doing promotions, and they do a fantastic job of it. I must say, and I feel like it started a little bit with this, but in the the opposite direction. Um, guess how much the tickets were for the doubleheader that day? Okay, let me let me guess. So so for okay, so you get into okay, both wait, games, right? Let, let me let me let me go back. How much were the tickets to the doubleheader if they brought a disco record with them? Oh, okay. Sorry. How about Zippo? Was it zero? No, there there was some price. Zero? To it. No. Okay. Okay. All right. I missed five, five bucks. Ninety-eight cents. Ninety-eight cents. I I don't even think people carry around change anymore. No. C- nope. Imagine counting ninety-eight cents out. That is something. So it was expected to draw a few thousand extra fans, but instead, the contest officially drew forty-seven thousand seven hundred and ninety-five, the largest crowd of the year. Hey, Sean, could you play that thing again that you just played coming in? Because I want to hear. I, I love the overmodulated microphone and i'd love the chicago accents and i'm trying to identify all the the people that were part of that too that's what i'd like to do i think jimmy pearsall i want to say was in it but i'll listen again and i'll try to see if i could guess the voices but i mostly just want jimmy pearsall back in the ballpark and i'm sure glad and i hope they don't let you people see what's going on here at comiskey park one of the saddest sights i've ever seen in a ballpark in my life this garbage of demolishing a record has turned into a fiasco. Brown and the White Sox may have to forfeit the second game. Watching the fans slide. World. This is Belbeck. Please clear the park or we'll have to call out the game and close the park. <laughs> that sounds like OB. That's great. Doesn't, he, doesn't Bill Vec, obviously the name was identified, right. doesn't Bill Vec sound like... Ed Bradovich, you're going to have to leave the you're park to leave. if this keeps up. Yeah, it said owner Bill Vec and announcer Harry Carey pleaded with the fans to return to their seats. 
An alert was put on the scoreboard with that same message, and even the lights were dimmed in hopes of restoring oh order. <laughs> I like that. Just no one, no one's listening. Oh, uh, that's and I actually followers. So many people insecure, don't know what to do with themselves and how to have a good time. They follow someone who's a jerk. <laughs> Jimmy Pearsall. There were 7,000 fans on the field. Do you know how mad Roger Bossard would be right now about that? Oh. I'm not even allowed to stand in certain parts when I do my game day rundown on the field. I have to be strategic. I'm not there. Boss, that's getting a little bit weird, though. I'm sorry, but, yeah. (laughs) Like it's, it's like such a beautiful field, so you have to watch where you're you're standing. Yeah, no, but, he does oh, a great ooh, job. Seven thousand fans on that field, just blowing oh, it up. I mean, obviously, I wasn't alive for that, but like the no, yeah, obviously, oh, yeah, obviously, uh, I wasn't alive. For that. I'm so young and precious. <laughs> <laughs> very precious. I like, yeah. that, very precious. I like that he had to throw an obviously. Yeah, obviously, I'm the young one here. Well, I want to be like, oh, well, yeah, pictures, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. I wasn't there. Yeah, for yeah, you it, don't but... want to act like you could speak authoritatively. Exactly. That's, I'm not yes. trying to be like, hey, I'm younger than everyone. I know, but uh, I think you kind of were too, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Shady Sears. But it's like, you see pictures of it, and it's like, it feels like it's that scene from Anchorman where they're like, you know, running on the field. They're about to have like that huge like fight. It just feels like that kind of vibe, but it's like, it's in Comiskey Park. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Too. And by the way, I like the idea of bringing Ed Obradovich into like if you need order restored, no matter what it is, your event, your classroom, and you just rent Ed Obradovich to come. All right, everybody, quiet down. Oh. It's over. That's Ed Obradovich. Yeah, no one's, no one's messing with Obi. You did say you were going to do one um, interpretation of someone on the show, and there you go. There it is. That was it. Yeah, I'm not doing the jukebox tonight. Anyone get a bingo yet? No? no, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that there's bingos at home. That's very possible. But, yeah, I think um, Bill Gleason's voice might have been in there. Nobody nobody here knows who that is. Bill Gleason is an no. old – he was on the old sports writers show. Okay. I think his name Bill Gleason. Is it Ron Gleason? Oh, no, he's retired, <laughs> sir. You're fired. Um and yeah, Bill Vec, and I guess the names were were thrown out there as well. Check it out. Speaking Alyssa. of White Sox, yeah. yeah, we have the Espies on, and the lovely Liam Hendricks is. Yeah. Uh, I, we don't have the actual sound down to find out what uh, he's actually winning yeah. right now. He's receiving oh, the, an award, the Jimmy yeah. V Award. Yeah, no, um, and they were showing his wife uh, Christy Hendricks as well. That's pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. Liam Hendricks overcoming cancer. Man, it'd be. Nice if he was out there pitching. Um, all right. We are being told by young Sean Sears. The young Sean Sears is telling us to take a break. So we will do that and wrap this puppy up after that. It is Grody and Bergs here on Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Disco sucks! Disco sucks! Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We're back with more Mark Grody and Alyssa Bergamini on 670 The Score. We are running out of time here. Alyssa, you were just talking during the break. Mm -hmm. I said, don't tell me, don't tell me. But you said that what's going down at the United Center? Something's going down at the United (laughs) Center where Alyssa Bergamini spends a lot of time, at least 75 games a year. No, no, I guess what's half of 82? Oh, man. But anyway, Bergs, what's going on at the United Center? I feel like this is a heated debate no matter where you live. If you're a Pepsi person or a Coca-Cola person. Mm -hmm. And I know you were just drinking a Diet Coke. So. Today, they announced that Pepsi is the new official soft drink provider of the United Center. So that's Bulls and Hawks games, of course, all the other concerts. So I don't think people love this because if you like Diet Coke, you will not be getting that at the United Center. wow. And so one of my pregame rituals is in the media room, they have that bevy fountain where you can pick the fancy pops, sodas. I guess I don't know that, but okay. And I always get the... Diet Dr. Pepper. Okay. And that mm. is a Coca-Cola product, oh, so not Pepsi. It's gone now, too. It's gone. It's gone. It, it's crazy when you think of all the other things that are not just the actual Pepsi and the actual Coca-Cola. Yeah, like like Dasani, I think, is Coca-Cola. Now it'll it probably is. be like what, Ice Mountain or something like that. I don't know what Pepsi's water brand is. Aquafina, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Isn't, so, oh, see, now this so, hurts there me, you too, go. because isn't, isn't Sprite cola, Coca-Cola? I think it is. I yeah. think it is, and that's my that's my that's drink. Your jam. Yeah, it's my jam. You so you're gonna have to smuggle man. in your diet cokes yeah. not at the United oh Center if you're going to a game or a concert. Okay. So that's that's my uh, United Center news of the day. Do you have any concerts coming up that you're going to now that uh, is it, now that Taylor Swift has vacated? I know, that was so fun. Um, I am going to the Windy City Smokeout on Friday. Oh, actually, cool. at the United Center in the parking lot. Uh, great time, great vibes. So hopefully the weather holds up for that. Totally awesome. I'll be seeing Pearl Jam at the United Center in September. Okay. So I'll be looking forward to a diet pepsi i guess i know um, i actually i'm okay with that i feel like i never anytime i go to a restaurant it, like the i'll tell i order a diet coke and it's right diet it's, pepsi okay it's pepsi okay, <laughs> pepsi okay. <laughs> you're like no. yeah oh i i i anyone i'm with they just say no really uh-huh really it's that serious but i, I, pre- I, I definitely prefer coca-cola nice crisp Diet Coke. Yeah. I prefer Coke, but I do not admonish Pepsi in any way. Like, I'm, I'm cool with it. Someone said Pepsi is like drinking pancake syrup. Wow. <laughs> Man. I went See? to a haters. restaurant. I can't think of the name of it now. This is great. I went to a restaurant last night with uh, the, the great Mark Carmen of great. CHGO. We went to, there's a, like a, I'd never been to this, but it was, a, there's like a little, there's a little, little Italy place in the Pilsen neighborhood. Okay. So we went there. It, I can't think of the name of the place or I would shout them out. It was terrific. Some of the best lasagna that I've ever had. But the coolest part about it is, and this is not going to be cool for everybody, mm-hmm. 
there's all these cats in the oh, area. Oh, you love I love cats. Your cats. I love all animals. You know, dogs are, <laughs> are awesome, too. I just I can't live the dog <laughs> lifestyle at the moment. But you got Dave the cat. I got Dave the cat. Dave the cat is is beautiful. But there's all <laughs> these feral wild cats Meow. around. <laughs> no, <laughs> it scared me. And and I love. I'm like I'm seeing one, and then I see two, and I oh, they're, no. they're, and I'm kind of like I'm not like I'm not feeling good because I'm like there's these poor cats <laughs> are not being taken care of. Right. And then they come up to to Carm and I. By the the table, and you know, Carm doesn't care. He hates cats. It's pretty yeah. clear. So, and I'm trying to like pet, like let the cat mm-hmm. smell my hand, and then try to pet. And the cat backs <laughs> off, and then I finally ask the the waiter. I said, I said, I don't have a problem with this. Just so you know, because I love I love cats, but why the hell are there so many cats <laughs> around here? And he told me that it's because they they eat the rats in okay. the area. All right. Don't tell me the name of that restaurant because I will never be going there. And I love my Italian food. Yeah. All right. Well. Oh, on that note. Yeah. Well, meow. No, he said that like several cats, and they take care of the cats, and they even name the cats who eat the rats. I, I will not be going to this place oh, in Pilsen. I'm, I'm really glad I didn't give the name of the place now. Was the lasagna good? Oh, my God. Lasagna was so. Like, Carm tried to sell it to me. He was like, this is the best lasagna you'll ever have. With a side but, of cats. Yeah, with a side of cats. Don't say that. <laughs> Sorry. Are you a cat hater too? No, I'm not a cat hater. Okay. okay. All right. But if they're buying my lasagna, unless I'm in Italy yeah, and there's cats coming around me. Would you prefer rats? Alyssa? No, no, Mark. Okay. All right. We, we got to go. This has been a <laughs> We got to end on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this has been fun. This has been fun. Cats. This has been very fun. Folks, and this is what this whole show has led up to. Cats are our friends. They dispose of things that we don't like. So if you are a cat hater, and I know there's people driving around going, I hate cats. I hate when Grody talks about his stupid-ass cat. <laughs> What's Grody living with a cat for? What's up with that guy? I get it. Doesn't look great on shout a dating out, profile. Shout out to Dave. I totally Dave understand. I understand the indictment. Well, you got to get home to Dave the cat. I do got to get home to Dave the cat. So we got to get out of here. to go. Alyssa, this has been a blast. I do hope that the powers that be let us do this again. I would love to do That'd this again. That'd be awesome. Thanks to Scott Merkin. Yep. Ranji. Chris Ranji was a blast. Brett Boone was so fun. I learned stuff for Brett Boone today. And Aaron Lemming of the Bear Report talking about the Chicago Bears. Thanks to Sean Sears for producing and getting us all of these wonderful guests and doing a great job. Bergs, I will see you when I see you. Who knows when that will occur? Maybe another NBA draft. That, that, well, just kidding. That, my phone's been ringing off the hook since then, just in terms of NBA jobs, period. Okay. We got to go. Oh, we got to leave. We got to go. It's Chicago Sports Radio 670 to score. Goodbye. Bye. All I can say is, meow. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.